this is the kind boy from the islands. You are now listening to the Schmear Campaign with T.W. and Kirsch Cat. Hello and good evening. Welcome to episode 23 of the Schmear Campaign. It is winter in New York. It is snowing out. Sorry, New Jersey. I'm in fucking Jersey. Um, it's 35. It's like a wintry, wintry mix, we'll call it. Rain and snow. Um, and on the other side of the Skype, we have uh, TW down in Miami, where it's a beautiful 78 degrees yep. and cloudy, though. snowing in Miami, as always. As uh, always. As always. <laughs> Uh, everything- winter, winter has is here. I'm sorry to cut you off. Winter is here. This week is going to be like our coldest, like consecutive week. Good. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I, I love winter. You guys manning the wall? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm like a fucking giant. Well, we were saying that before the show would have been, you know, because you're dealing with indigestion or something going on today. So we, I said it would have been, <laughs> been worse if you're a giant because. You'd have to, a lot more body for that, whatever you're dealing with to pass through. It is funny, though, that you that you bring that up, the wall, because I feel like every time, ever since I started watching Game of Thrones, like every winter, I just think, like, winter is coming, winter is here, winter is coming. Like, it's such a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, it really is, and it's a shame. Uh, it's, I mean, I didn't really realize how critically panned the last season was. Um so, <laughs> I don't listen to I don't listen to critics. I li- I, no, I, even, take- I mean even our fan. I mean it was even you talk to common fans. They were no one was really happy with the way that season was. No, but they weren't, it, and, and it wasn't great. No, it wasn't great. It, it you know it's hard to fi- it is hard to finish a show. Yeah, very few shows end well. Right. Um, and I think what's it called? Speaking about that, Star Wars coming out this week. So that's a, I, I started watching Mandalorian. Is what? That, what's what? Is that the end? Is this the last Star Wars movie that's coming out? They're calling it the last one. Yeah. Well, this is going to be the last one in the saga. Gotcha. So you know, the the thing is, like, I'm watching the Mandalorian now on Disney Plus. Yeah. Love it. It's okay. Yeah, I've been watching it. I've been I've been using your Disney Plus. I. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. It's okay. What episode are you on? Uh, I, I think I just have to watch this week's. I thought this week's was the best one yet. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I didn't realize that it takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. So Right. A lot, is... of people, yeah, a lot of people are, are – are, you have to watch that show with the timeline. You have to just understand, like – it. Like, people who think that, oh, that's baby Yoda. Like, Yoda, this is in the past. It's not. Like, exactly. Yoda's, Yoda's dead. Um, right. And, and you'd have to think that, you know, Yoda, regular Yoda must have fucked during his time. And there oh, are yeah. probably Yodas out there. I'm excited to see where this goes. The only thing I, I got to say, and this is not a spoiler necessarily, but it doesn't seem like, like, it seems like there's an overarching story, which is probably baby Yoda. But, like, each se- each individual episode is like a new bounty, which is kind of interesting. Right. No, it's nice. Yeah. It, it's, it's, there's a good, there's, yeah, there's a good subplot around everything. Yeah. Speaking about Yoda and Yoda fucking, I was watching before uh, we did this podcast today. Um, there was a interview at an alien convention. And you know that there's like, and it kind of goes to that story we were talking about a few weeks ago. That guy, everything in this podcast comes full circle. But the, um, there are alien sex toys where people, uh, I guess, imagine what an alien's penis would look like. And there's these sex toys that are like dildos and then a bunch of tentacles around the base of the dildo. And then there's an area, too, where you can make uh, alien eggs out of gelatin. You make your own gelatin eggs so that people get a rush or an org like they, they get there. And the kinks are being implanted with alien eggs. That that's it. I don't I don't even know what to say. First of all, this is like this is the second penis thing that you've sent now talked about to me in the last week. The first one it oh, didn't make it, it it didn't make the rundown, but now oh, we can talk about it. Was the I mean, was the penis shaped fish? It literally looks like a fucking dildo. With yeah, that. it really does. If, if you watch the movie, if you watch the show Big Mouth, it looks like the hormone monster's bag of dicks that he throws around, <laughs> except the yeah. But the, yeah. Sure. 
Yeah, no, this is uh, this is crazy to me. I didn't know that world existed. Yeah, well, no. you learn something new every week on the Shmi yeah. campaign. So uh, I, it's kind of like a PSA for you guys out there. Just when you think, you know, that you've seen everything, there are alien sex toys out there. Alien sex toys. All right, well. Like uh, to meet someone that's not, not, I'm really less less curious about the alien sex toy. I'm more curious about the um, the people that go out of their way to make the gelatin eggs to implant themselves with. That guy probably, the guy who's been abducted and fucked and has alien babies, he's probably been a part of that that movement. He may very well might have, yeah. He probably loves the gelatin. That's probably, that's probably what he thinks would really happen. And that's really having a great fantasy. People are fucked up, man. It's a fucked up world, man. We and live in... Hey, just, you know... It's going to get weirder in this next decade. That, that reminds me. Happy birthday to the dude. Jeff Bridges, we know you're listening. Happy birthday. Yeah, when was it? Yeah, it was last week. I sent you his picture, right? 70th birthday? 70th birthday. Big 7-0, the dude. That's crazy. Yeah, you were you were kind of blown away by that. I was. I was very blown away by that. That he's 70 years old. All these guys, man, they're all... Yeah, he's been in some stuff before. Like, I mean, he's, he's, he's kind of well before our time, too. He was in a lot of stuff in, like, the yeah. 70s. So... Clint Eastwood is 90. That's less surprising than the dude to me. I mean, maybe he's 88 or something like that, but he's he's up there. I want to see Richard Jewell. I want to see Richard Jewell, too. Clint Eastwood, American icon, American hero. Yeah, man, he's 89 years old. Wow. Still directing movies at 89 years old. Good for him. Yeah, amazing. Directing movies and triggering liberals. Yeah, man. He's a libertarian. He's a full-throated libertarian. Always good. has been. Yeah, good for him. Um, yeah, so uh, weekend was good. Your weekend was good. My weekend was busy. Um, more traveling, but I was um, Friday night. I didn't go out Friday night. I had my office holiday party Friday night. Was uh, shocked. Well, yeah, I was. I mean, I've been. I'd been drinking at the party, and then I drink afterwards, and I had a um, I had to be up early to drop for Orlando, so that's uh, that's tough. But it is amazing, you know. I think I was telling you on my drive up. I don't know if I was telling you or uh, or someone else, but I wake up on you know Saturday morning, like around eight thirty, to get ready to head up to Orlando, and I have maybe five missed calls, five texts. Talk, can you get us into eleven? Talk, you know, we're gonna. I'm like. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Like, if, if, you know, if I'm not answering, I'm not getting you in. You, you should know? have been a promoter at UCF. I was a promoter in high school. We used to sell tickets to parties and stuff. I'm sure you did. Yeah. So, just fucking crazy. So, you know, like, listen, if you're not with me, I'm not getting you into anywhere. All right? I'm not just going to get you in. Maybe unless you reach out to me earlier in the week. Don't text me at 3, 4 in the morning. And expect me to get you into a fucking one of the biggest nightclubs in Miami. Especially when your night is just getting started at that point. Who? You. That was well, a joke. Yeah, no, no. I mean, yeah, it was a joke. Yeah. Usually my night is getting started at that time if I'm going there. But oh, no. if you're not out with me, probably not going to be this thing. Yeah, come on in like so I can go out with you. There's probably a reason I didn't go out with you in the first place that night. You shouldn't, I think. I, I don't. You need to be selective in the people I, that you associate yourself with. I'm very, I'm very much am. Like, there's a lot of times I'm like, no, I'm just not fucking doing it. It's yeah. not happening. You know? Because I'm so, I really don't like to abuse it myself. I, I try not to. So I understand. Yeah. So that's, that's a little, another PSA. All, All right. right. Fucking text me to get you into nightclubs. <laughs> just reminds me. It's just like, Good memories at UCF and certain people. You know? That that lifestyle. You would not have survived. I'm sorry. You wouldn't have. Um, it looks like you're frozen on me. Are you with me? Yes. What? I'm here. You're here. I see. Can you see me? I can see you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, good. The whole uh, world wait, hears you. The world can hear me. Wait, 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 wait. What do you think? What do you say? I would have died. 
you would like you wouldn't have survived that lifestyle and then to now. Like you wouldn't have been the same person. What do you mean? If, if you were a promoter in college. Um. Yeah, I I I, I figure out a way. I understand. All right, so um, so we got a, a quick-ish show. Last week was long, but a great episode last week. Really good episode. Re- really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, you know, I just want to say, you know, we're this is the last week before next week. We're gonna have to have like a special uh, Chris Mahanica episode. Last and the last show would it be it could well, wouldn't be the last show of the decade. That'll be the following week, right? No, well, yeah, we're gonna have a uh, we'll have a big New Year's blowout to celebrate. Uh, you know, us coming into twenty twenty. It's not good. Yeah, it won't be the only New Year's blowout going on that night, and I think that's a great idea. Even though we were born in the last year of this decade, you know, uh, a lot of great people were born. A lot of great things were born in the last years of their decade. Yes, like uh, what me. Yeah, me you're, too. You're an '89 guy, yeah. Yeah. You? Um, so '89, uh, that's like our whole. That's like pretty much our whole crew. Listen, if, if you weren't born, yeah, '89's a big year. '88, I'll give it to you too. If you're born in the '80s, you know, like, you got a certain level of clout to you. You know, yeah. you can still uh, hold on to things. Imagine being someone that's born in 2019. Like that's you know somebody. That would mean that I would be the same age. That person would be. The same age as somebody that would have been born in 1959 when we were born in 1989. That's I just crazy. feel I just feel bad that people born in 2019 are barely going to see their 10th birthday. Uh, well, no. The, what do they say? The, the fucking they, they say we got 12 years. The the, the uh, Greta Thornburg. It so. depends on. I think she really she's really talking about a decade. You know. Oh oh okay. No, it's sped up for sure. Yeah. yeah. Got you. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. uh, listen. Then it's gonna be a hell of a decade. Hell of a decade. I say go. Yeah, I say go ball to the wall. I was. I was kind of thinking about taking it easy in the twenties, but you know, if that's the case, if you're saying I could just keep going balls to the wall, then I might just do that. You're gonna. You're gonna take Roaring Twenty to a whole new level. Roaring. I mean, we said it before, man. It's gonna be. Uh, it, it, the twenties is gonna be a very big um, decade for our generation. It's really gonna. <laughs> It's going to be the generation where... Uh, it's the defining decade of our generation. Wow. Yeah. This will determine who we are as a, as a generation. Yeah. And, How will yeah, we contribute to society? Right. Exactly. If we're just going to be a bunch of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes, then we're fucked. We're pretty fucked. Yeah. We're pretty fucked. Yeah. Or if we're going to be like Adam Schiff, we're also pretty fucked. Yeah, but he's not a millennial. No, he's not a millennial. He might as well be. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the meat of the show because we talk, We kind of touched on some things that I know we're going to touch on throughout the show, so I don't want us to get off on a tangent because you, you do right. a good job of ruddering this ship. Okay, so let's rudder away. Um, first things first, uh, we touched on it a little bit last week. We were, we were assuming that Garrett Cole was going to sign a massive contract with the Yankees and... Uh, and I felt the love last week. Listening back, I felt the love. You For me? are, yeah, you're a real, you're, you're, you're a Yankee fan from miles away. Well, I wouldn't listen. I'm not going to say that. I don't think that's fair to Yankee fans. I'm more of a fan. I'd like to see you. I like seeing you. You know, I, that's your passion. You know, so it's. I'd like to see you and, and other and others that support them. It really makes things more interesting. Uh, you know, if it was against any other against the Marlins, obviously it's never going to happen anytime soon. But, uh, you know, it just makes things interesting. You know, with the, it's, it's good for – I'm a baseball fan. And it's good for baseball when the Yankees are doing what they're doing now. It's good for baseball when baseball is doing what it's doing right now. No. When, when you have teams that are actually looking to improve and spend money and, you know, be competitive. And, you know, like yeah, you have the Rangers trading for Corey Kluber. You have – uh, the Angels signing Anthony Rendon, Strasburg. I mean, which the Indians kind of got fleeced in that deal. Yeah, the Indians are. I think that's like an Indians thing. I think they're known for like not being great traders. Like they were really looking for a salary dump. Do they still in- got the guy that was in Moneyball? Uh, 
Shapiro or what was it when they remember when they're all sitting in his office and when Brad Pitt trades for Jonah Hill? I'm not sure. That was Mark Shapiro. Uh, is he Shapiro. still? Is he still with them? I don't think he's still with them. But I don't say. I think he's yeah, name. yeah. I th- no, no. I think you're right about that. I don't think he is. I don't because think he is. They they kind of started the tradition of being bad traders when they traded Jonah Hill for nothing. They got rid of Jonah Hill's character. They could have been the Angels. Yeah, which really, that doesn't make any sense. That makes a ton of sense. Oh, no. Or what, them yeah. trading Jonah Hill? Yeah, them trading Jonah Hill. Yeah. Um, the, the Marlins did meet with Yasiel Puig last week. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I don't know. I think they're testing the market. They're trying to get another outfielder. Uh, I know that the guy, what's his name, Abisail Garcia signed with the... Uh, the Brewers today, like ten million a year. Brewers so are going to be a good team again, yeah. The Brewers have no pitching. They can get all these fucking hitting. They have no pitching. No, that, you're right. That's the Brewers' problem. Oh my goodness! That's yeah, see, the Brewers. They you see more of the National League than I do. Arietta was a free agent. They tried to get Arietta, and then he ended up going to the Phillies. Because I wanted to put a futures bet on them, and they didn't sign them. I'm like, all right, I'm not touching it. You're you're going to see some good teams. This year, though, you know, definitely this. There's teams that are that are coming up. But one thing that annoyed was like they, uh, you know, like the MLB Network. It was like I think it was like hot stove or high heat when they did like they they the, the, the subject was like top five teams in the NL East. And obviously, like I know the Marlins are number five, but they ended up just Paul Millar and Chris Rose just did the top four, like just you know who rate them. And it's like, man, imagine you're just, you're just not just Somebody, you're not even on these fucking guys' uh, radar, which is good for these young guys. You know, they shouldn't be. They really haven't proved anything. So I know a lot of teams ask for Alcantara at the uh, at the meeting. I think that's a good thing. The Marlins, these last few years, um, have traded away a, young, a lot of good young arms for really nothing or rentals, like Castillo and then the one guy, uh, Paddock, on the Padres. They traded those guys away for nothing. So it's a good thing that the Marlins, Finally, sticking behind their young arms and going to build around it. Uh, listen, I love Jeter. I'm, I, I'm saying every week, I, I'm happy with what he's doing. I'm all into the system, bought into the process. Yeah, it takes a long time. Baseball. There's no reason. Off. There's no reason not they to buy it. in at this point. Yeah, dude, baseball. Baseball is the only sport that has the wealth of outside maybe hockey and I mean the NBA DL has it too, but that where there's such an emphasis on minor league development. I mean, it's an organization. It's three organizations. Look at what the Astros did. Right. I mean, that's what we're doing. You know, that, the biggest thing for the Marlins, they went from having like the 27th ranked farm system. I think they're consistently within the top seven in all of them, all of them now. I mean, so. Now you just need these guys to start coming up and, exactly, you know. Exactly. And, and that will happen. And that will happen with time. That's why you don't want to sign a lot of guys or overpay for a lot of guys that are veterans that might be progress stoppers. Uh, so, but I would love Yasiel Puig. I think that'd be. I would like to reunite him with uh, Don. I think that's big. I know they had their issues in, in L.A., so maybe they put that behind them. Uh, he's a Cuban guy. If you're the Marlins, you, you they really don't have a guy where the community could come out for to watch on a daily basis or on a periodic basis, as they did with Jose Fernandez, uh, that connects with the community. So I think getting Yasiel Puig and putting him in Little Havana right there, I mean, that would be massive. Yeah, they really would. So, but Mazeltov, Garrett Cole, yeah, uh, nine so- years, three hundred twenty-four million. I think he's worth every penny. Yeah, and, he, uh, absolutely. Did make sure him in Game Seven, unlike that fucking idiot in uh in, in Houston. I got no, I got no qualms with Boone. I trust Boone. Yeah, I trust Boone. Great, you know, honestly, I, I feel like I've led you there, by the way, to trusting him because you hated him. At the, at the early I didn't. Like, I, I, I. He proved a lot might, to me not, last year. You might even have audio of you not liking him at at early points. It's po- over the summer. It's possible in our in our early days. Yeah. We've come a well, long way. You know, eventually, as this thing goes on, we have very little to hold each other accountable. Now, other than our own memories, when we say things and, you know, contradict. And I'm the king of it. I mean, I flip, I'm always doing it. Okay, so write, so start writing things down. No, 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 no. I'm just saying in general, like, we're going to start having more sound clips in the future of, you know, yes. being able to say, hey, like, you know, remember this flashback two years ago, you know. We need to I- make a New Year's resolution to, 
to make this, uh, you know, to, to be more socially active. Well, I think uh, we did that a few weeks ago. No, well, I'm reiterating. Okay, yeah, we, we made that resolution. I don't think we did. Not on here. On the air, yes. I don't recall that. I remember. He said we made a news resolution. We, 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 it, was like a, it was like a statement to uh, people out there. I remember it vividly. Because I listen to it when I drive, so it's easy for me. Right, yeah, it's hard for me because I listen to it on my commute. So I sometimes, like, you know, tune things out. Um, All right, so last thing on MLB, and this is big. This is big. Um, Major League Baseball announced that they're going to start drug testing for opioids and stop testing for pot. And I think that's great. I think these guys, man, like, uh, I believe in pot as an alternative to opioids. I, I think, you know, I, I think that these guys, if they want to go home and smoke a joint after the game to help them go to sleep or, you know, to, you know, help a barking shoulder or whatever they need to do, they should like, be able to do it. I love what? that. I love that barking shoulder. Good term of art. Uh, I think the bigger thing, too, is, you know, you're seeing it far too often now in the MLB. I think it's happened every year now. So far in the last few years, we have these uh, people overdosing on road trips. Yeah, Tyler uh, Skaggs. With, yeah, Skaggs. You had, the guy, you had another guy. Um, uh, I think there was a pitcher for the Angels. or so, There was another one. It happens a few times. It's happened in the past. I know the guy for the Cardinals. You know, it's happened a few times over the last few years. And uh, that's because of their reliance to – these pain medications and stuff like that. Well, that's the thing. Like, these these baseball players, like, you know, when they get hurt, they're usually going and having surgery, and And they have to get back. It's like giving someone that's addicted to it having a pretty much a pharmacy access on site, you know, or very easy without having to call into a hospital. Team doctor, man. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a very good thing. I think more and more... Sports. I know the NBA uh, might have been one of the first teams. They to did do it. That. Yeah, they did it. Uh, yep. Uh, and I think the NFL would be prudent to do it too. I mean, the NFL would be of, prudent to do a lot of things. Yeah. And, yeah oh, exactly. We can start uh, with pain management. The thing with the NFL, though, is that uh, unless you're like a repeat offender, uh, you know, they do give you. Uh, everyone smokes. I mean, you listen to many interviews of people. Uh, all these NFL players smoke during the season. If they're not a repeat, they're not a repeat offender. You're not going to get drug tested during a season. There's a drug testing window, and that's why you always see a lot of these drug testing suspensions being announced in the spring and summer because that's when they're doing it. Like for example, the guys that you're doing here today. For example, Josh Gordon got suspended today, uh, but he's getting tested all the time because of you know he's really a repeat offender. Yeah, you might he's as well change. I don't. I don't get it. Can't be offender to Josh Gordon. I don't get it. Um, all right, we we can move into football, but we're gonna move into the minors real quick. Yeah. Um, so. Explain this to me. What? The minors, the minor league baseball. No, I'm no minors. Like I was saying, like college football. Oh, okay. We were saying in baseball. Okay, never mind. I did have a question about minor league baseball. When you, with the okay. way you said minor, um, what's going on with this whole thing with uh, the? The MLB with MLB like shutting down a lot of these uh, minor league cities and um, Bernie Sanders getting involved. What's what's well, going on? Well, I think uh, I think Major League Baseball looks at a lot of these minor league, low class minor league um, teams as being money pits, and mo- excuse me, most of these guys, most of these guys will never see. A major league baseball field, you know, except for in the stands, from in the stands. Uh, and, and that's just the fact of the matter. So their thinking is if they contract teams and get rid of teams and make the leagues smaller um, and make like, you know, get rid of like short season and stuff like that, that not only will it make the higher minor leagues more competitive, It'll also allow teams to pay the minor league players more money. Gotcha. No, I'm with you there. I mean, there's so many. I mean, you've seen in the South, so many dilapidated, abandoned minor league stadiums. But uh, Bernie Sanders wants to. He he's looking at it as everybody's getting fired, and right. he, well, he's trying to protect. He's trying to protect workers. I guess I don't know. Okay. 
Well, he usually never really cares about workers, American workers. But um, yeah, all right, good to know. I, I, I that was a good. Yeah, I, I really was kind of lost in that whole thing. But uh, yeah, on, on to college football. I mean, really, the, the two big things this weekend in college football. Yeah, the Army Navy, which is probably the one game I'd love to go to of all games. I mean, it's amazing, pass, beautiful. The, the everyone in their uniform. I mean, it, you know, and it's America. Uh, it's always kind of dreary, wherever it is, you know, which has got a nice feel to it. Uh, you know, the presidents go every year. It's just nice. So Trump looked out there. Really, it's amazing. Uh, and then, um, and then you had the Heisman. When you had the Heisman Trophy uh, president, Joe Burrow, everyone knew he was going to win. Um, and, uh, he had a beautiful speech. So I really like, I, you know, Joe Burrow, the, the Bengals are going to get a great quarterback. I hope, you know, I hope the Dolphins can fucking find a way to get to the number one pick. It's just fucking losing. You know, it's that Eagles game is winning that thing. Um, so. Yeah, Joe Burrow's fucking great. I love Joe Burrow. So another thing that happened at the Army-Navy game, and I'm sure that everybody's seen it by now, but we have um, we have cadets who were in the stands who were being um, who are now being investigated for possibly flashing white supremacist hand signals on um, on national TV, and. I'm fucking pissed off about this, man. And I'm not a circle. This is either like, so basically what people are saying is this is either these cadets are white supremacists or they're playing the circle game. And I'll admit, like, I don't really know the circle game. I guess it wasn't in my circle of people that I was paying. No pun intended, excuse me. But I'm sick of this shit, man. Like, these, these are kids and they knew exactly what they were doing and people need to get a fucking grip and realize that outside of Twitter, nobody even knows that the okay hand signal is considered a white supremacist hand signal. Like, this is right. fucking ridiculous. Also, also, when you're doing the okay hand signal, like, from the things you've seen, it's, they're, they're holding it up against their head, I believe, or something like that when they're doing that. This no, is, it's a I mean, I've, uh, I, Well, I've seen it. I've seen this thing going on for a few years now when you see the people on Twitter, the radical left, just going crazy uh, over these uh, hand signals. And right away, I always thought immediately, most young people, uh, when I've seen it, or when it, is, it, it, when it gets wide stream, but it's, it's, it is associated with that circle game. I mean, everyone knows about it. It used to be, when I remember when I was younger, you pulled the circle under your body, your, your hip, and someone saw it, you punched you. I guess now, it just, if anyone looks at that circle, they can punch you. And that's what was going on here. And that's what's going on all the time. People need to stop taking everything so literally. And that's what makes this world suck right now. It'd be a lot cooler. Everyone took shit less literally. It'd be a great decade. But that's just not going to happen. Not going to uh, happen. It's going to get worse. I'm sorry. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse before it gets anything close to better. You're absolutely right, and that's scary. Um, and it's it, it's unright now. These are these are service these are servicemen who are fighting for everybody in this country. Uh, and uh, the fact that now the people are trying to raise doubts. Oh, you know, you know, these are not people that represent me. I mean, that's disgusting. Uh, these are young kids. So you know, it's 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 just something to push the fucking stupid narrative. Uh, and when it doesn't fit their narrative. Just like last week, that you know, your your city in Jersey City. Well, I was just you know, gonna, I, I was gonna, I was literally just typing that up to add it to the list because I yeah, thought yeah. it was important to bring it up. It, you know, it's like you live in Jersey City, and that terrible tragedy went on, and uh, you know, everyone was rushing to judge it on you know white nationalists. I think Vin Rashida Tlaib like had to delete a tweet about like blaming it on white nationalism. Three days after we found out who it Be was. Be careful with that signal. There you go. That yeah, was a pun. That was a pun intended. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's why I do my three like this. The Germans fly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. But you know, the fact of the matter is, it ended up being a group of. Uh, I ended up being an African American group that was against Zionism, or was it some, what was it? The black nationalists. A black nationalist. So, it, listen, hate. It, the sad thing is, is hate. Comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors, you know. And and, and if, if it just and if it doesn't fix your narrative to address it, then if you need a narrative to address hate, then you're then you're addressing it for the wrong reasons. You know? uh, and, and, and I'll just add, I'll add one. 
beautiful things I've said, I think, by the way. You're right. Life, so. No, you're you're right. You're you should pat yourself on the back more because I don't think you give yourself enough accolades. Thank you. Um no, but uh the last thing I want to say on that Jersey City thing, uh it came out I think yesterday or on Saturday. Um I actually saw video footage. I don't know if I, I sent it to you, but it actually showed um it showed the two shooters walking up and, and the way that it was situated it was a Jewish like supermarket to the right and to the left of that was an entrance to a um a Jewish school, a yeshiva, I believe. And um they tried to get into the school and they shot before they started shooting at the supermarket, they were shooting at the door of oh. the yeshiva. Oh, that would have been terrible. Well there were fifty kids inside. No, I know that would have been terrible. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm saying yeah, there were fifty kids inside. And Rashida Tlaib had to. She didn't. She didn't just delete the tweet and, and like repost it with the correct information. She just deleted the tweet. She is a racist. She is anti-Semitic. I have no problem saying that anti-Semitism is a problem on the far left and the far right in this country, and and it has to be and it has to be stopped. It has to be stopped. I'm with you. You know the thing is that you know I grew up in a Jewish grew up you know in a Jewish community down here. And it shocked me, you know, every time that there was one of these attacks. Listen, I said hate comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. And when this happened in the past where it happened to be someone who was white, uh, they went on there and they would start calling it white supremacy and the Jews need to fear all this, that Trump is doing this and that. And I swear to God, Pud, I've not seen a single one of my – and I don't post that. I won't even – I don't even get involved in that. But I don't even see – and not a single person in my group of – my circle of friends – that are pent up, you make those posts in the past, have addressed this shooting. And that to me is really sad. Yeah, it is. But that not surprising to, either. That it has to fit their narrative. And if it doesn't, then they're going to brush it under the rug. Yeah, yeah I, I think they already, I, I think the media already has. They're not talking about it anymore. If it, no. was, if it was a white supremacist, it would still be talked about and it would be. You know they they'd be blaming they'd be blaming Trump and everything yep. else, and, and it, as an article of impeachment conspiracy to commit murder. And it wouldn't be, um, and it's really it, it sucks because this whole thing is just um, Jews are dying and Jews are being assaulted every day in Brooklyn. Um, you know every week there's something new in Brooklyn where Orthodox Jews are. And, and listen, I'm not an Orthodox Jew, but Orthodox Jews are the most visible Jews. Right. They're the they're, they're the, the ones who out there. They're the ones who put the exactly. They're the ones who put themselves out there, and they're the ones who who take the brunt of these anti-Semitic attacks. And it's got to stop. And we got off on a tangent on NCAA, but it was important to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got from the we got from the circle game from the in army. Navy. No, I got no. I, no, it was it was fun. You know, go army, beat navy. I guess or whatever yeah. you want to say. No, navy won. Navy won. Uh, was I it a good old, game? I was only watching the first half, so it, it, was it, it a good first half? Uh, not really. Oh, okay. Uh, but, you know, it was just nice. Oh, man, look at it. Good brief right now is tied for the most touchdowns of all time with Peyton Manning, so you can break it here in the second half. You like Mazel All right, well, bring us into NFL now. Yeah, uh, well, listen, the NFL, um, you know, I want to say one thing in the NFL, uh, I think I've said it a few times in the past, is that sometimes – when you know you're really down on yourself, uh, you know, in the, in the world of gambling, uh, sometimes you, you, if you give enough to the gambling gods, they're going to pay you back nicely one day. And it always, sometimes it happens. And I was FaceTiming Pud because I, on Sunday, I locked in a parlay um, with, along with my other bets while I was driving back for Orlando. And we shared it on the Twitter account. And I FaceTimed my Pud, this is going to happen. Uh, and it ended up doing it as a nice payout. And, uh, you know, the NFL, the, last, the thing that's good about the NFL is that in the last few weeks of the season, if you've been following it for a while, you know, you have a general idea. I mean, that's when the good teams kind of ratchet up. You know, the teams that are supposed to win are going to ratchet it up. So, uh, and the, the, you know the teams, there's a lot of good trends to look out for bad teams and overs. And I think you're underselling yourself a little bit for once in your life. 
this was a big bet. This was a nice win for you. Yeah, no, it was a great win. And, and no, I'm, I, I'm not going to sit here and say the number. No, so. I don't want you. No, I don't want yeah. you to say the number, and that's why. I, but it was a nice. But don't undersell it. It was a. It was I, I a nice. I mean, I, I had an amazing. I mean, if we go by the units that I go for when I've been in the NFL. My units for the NFL are fifty dollars a unit. So my minimum bet is going to be fifty for a game in the NFL. So if my I ended up the day times, I'd be up about three and a half units after yesterday. You know, snow more. No, no, no. Fuck. Fifty times no. Okay. This Third. isn't a math. This isn't a math podcast. It doesn't matter. What is fifty times three? That's no fifty times three is one fifty. I don't know. So it'd be up there. It's up. It's it's upwards of fifteen hundred dollars. You know, on, on a Sunday. So that's nice. It's that's really nice. nice, and and I and I was happy for you. I was watching along in real time, and it was uh, it, it was great. I I told I tell people that I live vicariously through your wins, not your losses. Your wins. I feel your wins. I listen. I appreciate that. It's, it's nice to have you there in the Catbird seat in the sidecar with me. Um, you know, I feel like I finally surfaced. I'm, sur- I'm about to surface the water through this long season that is an ocean uh, in the NFL. Yeah, we're, uh, we're we got two more weeks left. It's crazy. Yeah, two weeks of regular season football. But I'm talking about just getting out of there, getting out of the murkiness. It was murky there for a bit. I understand. But the the one thing I'll say is is that this is a PSA. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, pull off to the side of the road, get some inspiration, and uh, and, oh, I and was ma- up, yeah, and make was, a bet. I was up early on uh, on Sunday. I, I woke up like originally around eight in the morning, seven thirty, and then I was you know looking at written stuff. I had an idea of what I wanted, and then I just kept listening to stuff, reading stuff. And then I finally made up my mind, like, about right outside of the new creek surface. All right, my gas. I'm going to get a bottle of water. Hashtag Canoe Creek Parlay. And we're going to lock it in. We're going to lock it in. But, yeah, so this, other than that, in the NFL, we'll get into the big story that came out this week in the NFL, but um, is the what happened last weekend, and uh, the Patriots were – Last weekend in Cleveland, we discussed it a little bit last week. We just didn't have the information, and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to um, uh, poo-poo the name of my future quarterback. Uh, you know, my future quarterback's franchise because you know, he's still playing there. But uh, you know, they sent these um, camera guys to do a piece up in Cleveland that was supposed to be focusing on an, adva- on an advanced scout um, feature when they, because they were playing the Bengals the next week. Uh, and what happened was this. Film crew was actually filming the sideline of the Cincinnati Bengals and not looking at the field. And there was video released this weekend of the video, and it shows them uh, having an interaction with the Bengals security. And the video clearly shows them focusing on the sideline, which really is important for substitutions and hand signals. But um, they kind of got caught in a mess there because they said they were fo- focusing on the field. And they offered to delete the video. Uh, I don't know how much you know you're going to glean. From that video, terms competitively, really, uh, you know. However, it's a bad look. It's a bad, bad look. And if you're the Patriots of all teams, like you've gotten caught with this kind of, you've got alleged with this stuff before, and the videos were destroyed. Now they see how these videos are. It's probably so that this has happened, you know, multiple times. And I'm sure other teams do it too. And but the problem is, it's the Patriots. It's like being a career criminal in terms of stealing. You know, being a uh, uh, you know, a serial uh, theft. You know, like always, you know, committing, like, you always stealing all the time. You know, Listen, you're, you're back again. I, I, I went on the sports dudes last night, and you know, NYY Pats is a big time Patriots fan. Yeah, what's he saying about it? Probably well, defensive. He, he, oh, he was very highly defensive, and he didn't want to really talk about it, to be honest. And, you know, my take is we, we were talking about cheating in general, and when you are a a seven-time Pro Bowl winner or a seven-time Super Bowl winner, right? you shouldn't have to fucking cheat. And I don't know if they were cheating this time around. It could have been, it could have been just a low-level employee doing something stupid, not realizing what he was doing. And but it's just it's bad optics and it's bad for Belichick. I, I, and I think it's, it's less, I think 
think it's less about the cheating. I don't think they can glean anything from it. I just think that it's more about the bad optics. You know? Yeah, no, and that's fine. But it's but oh. the optics are bad, and um, and I think that I I think we are I think heading towards a uh, a future very soon where Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are not going to be a tandem anymore. No, it's going to happen next season. Yeah, it's happening next season. Done. It's done. And I even think that they're uh, I even think that they're um, like personnel guy. Eric Casario, I think it seems like he's going to be leaving too. Uh, like you know, the, you know, it's you don't want to. I, I don't want you know. It's it's. I, I don't. I don't wish. I don't wish. Ill, I don't wish ill on anybody. I don't wish ill on them. They've been. I've, I've enjoyed watching them over the years. So. Um, All right. So um, yeah. Anything else in football? Jets suck. Um, Jets the suck. one thing I'll say though is the Browns suck. The Browns really suck. The Browns are not a good organization. The Jets are a bad organization. Dolphins are not a great organization. Browns are a terrible organization. We're in the best shape of all three. I'm just saying. You know what's a really bad organization are the Jaguars. You saw what came out today? I did not. There's like all these grievances filed by former players um, about, you know, uh, against the Jaguars organization because, like, part of the collective bargaining agreement is that there's voluntary workouts, and they don't have to go to these voluntary workouts. You can't find them, but the team finds them for the, missing the voluntary workout. Um, and there was, uh, there was the, like, a stern opinion letter issued by the arbitrator or by the NFLPA, I'm sorry, that said, uh, you know, team players need to, going into the offseason should remember, um, you know, what's going on here when selecting future teams. The fact that the Jaguars have 75 or, or they have 25% of the league's grievances come from the Jaguars or something That's like that. That's wild. So, yeah. So they're going to be cleaning house there, too. Um, but the Browns are a joke, like you said. They're going to, I mean, the fact that Freddie Kitchen is a joke of a coach. They got Jarvis Landry and OBJ yelling across the field to the Cardinals to come at to come get them away from yeah. Cleveland. Hey, you want to go play for the Cardinals, like whoever whatever other team you're with? Like that's like that's really showing something. Yeah, so that shows us. Some- yeah, um, but no, the uh, the the Browns did all this signing. They've mortgaged their future now. Um, I think they traded one of their first round picks to uh, New York Giants, if I'm not mistaken, for Odell. So I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, you know, probably just fucking find a way. They, they, they just don't know how to win in that organization. But I have no room to talk. But the, um, well, the Browns really suck, and they lost this weekend to the Cardinals, like we said. Jets lost to the Ravens. Lamar Jackson's really good. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars beat the Raiders. Last game in Oakland. I mean, if you would have asked me for a lock of the week, I would have said Oakland. And uh, they, 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 they got embarrassed. They, they let the Jaguars. $100 million dollar coach, man. Yeah. I was. It, I think it's less. I think. Uh, I mean, it's still. I, I understand. I understand. But a hundred million dollars for a coach, and then just to have them not compete at all, is a joke. No, it, they got off to a very fast start in the season. They they really faltered of late. Uh, I think it's probably gonna be the end of him, him and Derek Carr in, in in you know going into Vegas. I imagine. I didn't even see Derek Carr going somewhere else. Ryan Tannehill looked like the normal Ryan Tannehill this week when the, the Texans beat the Titans. Uh, Green Bay beat the Chicago Bears. Vikings blew out uh, Vikings blew out the um, Chargers. Seahawks beat the Panthers. Patriots beat the Bengals. Um, you know, a lot of the expected happened. Yeah, for sure. Um, you ready to move on into quick hits? Yeah. All right. So. Um, Big news across the pond. Uh, speaking of anti-Semitism, uh, the British people overwhelmingly rejected anti-Semitism this week in uh, in their general election. Anti-Semitism, uh, socialism. Anti-Semitism, global- socialism. What was the second one? Or the third one? Globalism. Globalism, right. No, I mean, they're going to need globalism. They're going to need us... They're going to need us to... Euroism. Euroism. Yes, Euroism. They're going to need us uh, very very soon after they leave the European Union. They're going to need us to come in and uh, swoop in with a free trade agreement. And, uh, and I hope it happens. I think they, they, they talked Don and 
um, newly elected for the first time, Boris Johnson. Uh, they spoke about a free trade agreement. I got to tell you, man, I've watched the British election returns. These people know how to do elections. Polls close across the country at 10 o'clock p.m., and they, they just the results just roll in throughout the night. And on TV, at you know, th- these would be like either Senate ha- Senate seats or congressional races, and basically all of the candidates stand up on stage together while the person reads out all the the, the tallies of all the votes, and um, and it's great because you have like you have some weird ass British people, man. Like there's one um, there's one party called. The, the Lord Buckethead parties. So like whenever there's a Lord Buckethead candidate, they stand up on stage in a Buckethead costume, like wearing a Buckethead. It's wild. It's wild. The, the, the British they make, are... They need, they need to make like a TV show about um, uh, like British politics. Like yeah. That. Well, I, I, I think they have. What's it called? Wasn't House of Cards a British... Oh, I guess you're right, yeah. I could be wrong, but I, I thought it was. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I love I love British politics. It's fun. Parliamentary elections are just fucking crazy. But I didn't fuck- say anything you sent me last week. I just that's why when everything you sent me, I just I just looked for the most numbers. I figured that was good for us, and that I'm, was it. I'm really Pretty I'm up. really into it. Like I know a pretty good amount about it. Uh, it's it's fun. It's fun for me. Drew Brees, an all-time passing leader of all time. Mazel tov. I I, I like Drew Brees. Me um, too. Um, yeah. So fuck Jeremy Corbyn. Fuck anti-Semitism again. And I'm pumped about Boris Johnson. I think this is this is going to be the rebirth of, of the American British relationship. And um, and there's no stronger relationship out there. They are uh, they are our strongest ally, and I'm pumped about it. I think it's going to be great. He's going to be there for five years. Uh, Trump will probably be there for the same amount of time, and they'll oh, be yeah. able and they'll be love, able, that. love that love that from your mouth to God's ears. And they'll pro- <laughs> and they'll probably be um, you know they'll, they'll be great partners. Uh, you when you said something, I love everything you said. When you sent that, I hope they give Drew Brees something better than a piece of paper this time. Last year, they last time he broke a record, they literally gave him like a laminated piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, nice, nice environment there. His kids are so old already. That's fucking crazy. I like Drew Brees. Good for it's him. Gorgeous. Oh my god. Um, no, but I was saying when you sent something, one about things I understand. We were talking about you sent something where you didn't see the language and you couldn't understand it, and your dad was like, you know, it's Welsh. Right? Welsh? I said it was Welsh. Welsh, Welsh. You said it was Welsh. And that's like in Wales. And it reminded me of a story when I was in Europe on the trains. Um, well, I probably should paraphrase that. Not, in Europe on the trains could mean a lot of different things. When I was backpacking in Europe, uh, when I was backpacking in Europe, uh, did you catch that? No. Oh. You would like that. I was Sorry. When I was, in Europe, when I was in Europe on the trains, Oh yeah, but I have to be careful when you say that as a Jew. When you say yes, when you I was do. in Europe, yes, so when, you I, do. when I was when I was backpacking in Europe, pay attention. When I was backpacking in Europe, uh, we were on the trains. I was sick. I remember I took like I, I like it was passed out on the fucking uh, train on the way to Dublin to go to Liverpool to take a ferry to Dublin. And I remember waking up on the train. I was so fucked up. Whatever meds I was on. And I look outside and I see this language, which meant nothing to me. I mean, it looked like true alien language. And I'm like, where the fuck am I? Like, where the fuck am I? And I had to really come to myself and, like, think. I'm like, all right, there's very little chance you could have gone anywhere, like, that different because you're on an island. Unless, like, <laughs> like under the channel. But I knew that wasn't the case because it's a totally, totally different train set. So I, then I looked around and I told the person, I said, ma'am, where are we? And she goes, oh, we're in Wales. I'm like, oh, makes sense. That was Welsh. Yeah, they're... Welsh very funky language. Yeah, though, they're... Um, we, the, the reference that you were making was we were talking about the veil of Cluid, 
which is which is spelt C W Y L I D or C L D. You got it, but like it, it's not like spelt fluid. Like it's not it's not spelt that way. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it it doesn't make sense. But the Welsh are um, it's an interesting proud people. The Welsh. Um, they're an old people, very old, very old, um, ancient, basically. Um, all right, so moving off of uh, the island of Britain, we are um, um, we're going to move into Europe now, the actual continent of Europe, which is basically a shithole these days. Sorry, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is five hundred thirty-eight. Passing touchdowns, so they could be competing this year. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, so, Time Magazine every year names their person of the year, and this year they continued to make a mockery of the award by naming Greta Thunberg as their person of the year. And I wasn't how like, dare they? How dare they? How dare you? How dare you? Um, I'm, I, I was so angry about this, um, and, and Trump really just, Trump really came out and just really pissed people off and because <laughs> he said, he basically said that she has anger management issues yeah. and, and needs to sit down, watch a Netflix movie and chill. Right. Um, and everybody came out and was like, oh my God, it's the president. You know, bullying a 16-year-old who has Asperger's. And listen, her parents put her in this situation. Yeah. She is a, she's now Time's Person of the Year. She's opened herself up to criticism. She has anger problems. If they don't want us talking about her anger problems, they shouldn't have put her out on the world stage where her anger problems would be there for the world to see. This is a joke. Yeah, Just and it's only because she goes to puberty. I gotta tell you, if, how old is she? She's sixteen. Okay. If Has if gone to puberty yet? Uh, I don't know. I, how the fuck would I know that? I don't know. It's, I don't know. Like it were, maybe like now it could be that now she's really going through it and with period cycles. Maybe that's why she's so fucking nuts. I, I don't know. We just really went into a weird place there. I feel like, right. but um, but no, she is a. She's she's a public figure. I I if if Generation Z or whatever they are, if it's gonna be a bunch of Greta Thunbergs or Thunbergs or however the fuck you pronounce her name, I hope that the planet dies in ten years. I am root. I am actively rooting for climate change to win, and I will do all in my power to make sure that we do nothing to stop it because we're fucked anyway. We can't. We can't. Yeah, so there was a video of like uh, of a video that came across like uh, the AP wire or something like that. And it was out of like the uh, a beach in Durban, South Africa, and it's like a ton of plastic washing up ashore. And it's like, yeah, like you know, I I say it all the time. It's like you know, we're always the ones. That it's I feel like I'm I'm being yelled at by by Greta Thunberg all the time and by everyone else. But when and they're they're going there and they're speaking in all these other countries when really. They're fucking, you know, it's these third world countries that are just pouring trash into the sea and all this stuff. So I hate that. But I don't want to go off like that. That's not. I don't want to go off on that tangent. Did you see that she is in a war today with the German? Oh man, another. This is not. Not. She's in a war with commuter trains. Why is it always um, Germans in trains, man? I don't know. But did you see, like, she posted a picture, like, sitting on the floor of the DB, the Deutsche Bahn railway. Been on it. Nice train, bud. Real nice train. I bet train. it is. European yeah. trains are nice. Yeah. This is a really nice train, bud. Probably the nicest train this Jew's ever been on. Um, and <laughs> they, they, they're sitting on the, uh, they're sitting on the, oh, not going to talk Portnoy. It's getting late. <laughs> what is that? I was just—I was sending you an editorial note. It didn't. It didn't, didn't have pop. to. 
the whole screen popped up. You didn't have to read it out loud to everybody. I'm like Steve Harvey, playing my cue cards. So she's in a war with uh, the Deutsche Bahn tra- Railway. She posted this picture about sitting on a crowded train uh, on my way to Frankfurt, wherever she was going. And they called her out. They're like, hey, Greta, we're, uh, we're glad you got to ride with us today. Uh, we're also happy that you received such great service when you sat first class. And, <laughs> yeah. first. and she's like, she had a backtrack. And yeah. they're like, it's, it's, it's so crazy. I think what you should be. What happens to her sailboat when she's on the train? Um, it follows her. <laughs> okay. It, it, it just it magically like like in Mandalorian kind of thing. Like okay. Where, where Baby Yoda just kind of follows Mando around. Her, sa- her sailboat. That, goes that's follow. her sailboat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how big her mind is, basically. So that's how big her sailboat is, really. Yeah. Like just a little tiny sailboat. I, I hate. What is, is Asperger's like? Is she diagnosed with it? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, no, I don't think it's like a fake thing. Okay. No, actually, I don't. I know it's not. Come on. I don't know. No, come on. Sorry. Come on. Leave it out. Um. All right. So, Greta, congratulations on being Time Person of the Year. I'm coming. Um, Coming for that ass, Greta. Yeah, I hope no. Again, she's 16 years old. Well, man, I'm coming for that ass in terms of the time person of the year. Got it. That's Got what it. I mean. Jesus. Got it. Got it. Um, no, but seriously, like this whole you don't want to be time person of the year. It's a joke. They I would it, love to be time person of the year. No, you don't want to be time person of the year. It's fake news. It'd be good fake for our news. podcast. I yes, would, it, I would turn Time Magazine upside down. It would be good for the podcast. I will admit that. That would be good publicity. I'll give you that. Being on the cover of Time Magazine, I take that back. You can do it. Thank you. You can be Time Person of the Year. I Thank give you. you permission. Thank you. Yeah, I look forward to that. Um, all right, so we are. I mean, I guess since you since you already talked about it. Um, Real quick, the the sex tape, this uh, possible... We don't really know who it is, but we know who it is. And um, it's a sex tape. And um, and the internet is set ablaze. And the only thing I really want to say about it is... Um, and this goes in conjunction kind of with the President's Cup, which we didn't really talk about. Yeah. And... Um, this kind of goes into the President's Cup and what Barstool is doing. Barstool is just completely disrupting media and um, and everything, and it's great. And I think that if it, you know, if they do want to come out and say that it's Portnoy, I think every, you know, like confirm it. I, well, think, I think I think I think he's done he's done a good he's if you listen to him on the radio and all the stuff he's put out, he's done a great job. Um, with it too, but I think the one thing there, I think the good thing is he actually they lawyered up is they're actually protecting the girl in the video because someone made a good point today. It's that uh, you know Dave can stand up for himself, you know, and stuff. But this girl, like no one knows who the fuck she is. She's the one that can get smeared, really. You know, yeah. he doesn't. For him, it doesn't matter, you know. But it's really about this chick. So he's actually done a really good job because he gets attacked from all the women haters and stuff. You know, the the people that are saying, oh, he's a woman. You know, he's a thot. Big blah blah blah. So you know, I think he actually said he hired the lawyers, the the Gawker lawyers. They hired the Gawker lawyers from them. Really? Uh, in the from the Hulk Hogan case, yeah. Interesting. So um, hired, no, I think they hired the. I'm sorry, they hired the Hogan lawyers. Uh, no, I got it. Yeah, I got it. But no, it's uh, it's good. I you got to disrupt the media. The media establishment sucks. Sports media sucks. They Entertainment been. media sucks. I mean, they have more of a podcast presence than ESPN. Yeah, they, no, for sure. Uh, you know, in between 18 to 36, that they really have that market. I know it. Um, so, and I and I love it. I, and I love that they were in Australia for the President's Cup. It was awesome. Tiger is a fucking legend. Legend. Um, See what they were going through too, like the the guys, the writers from Barstool that were out there. Yeah, yeah, that's all, what I'm talking all, about. That, all, it, all those golf, like the you know, the old time golf writers. It's uh, a joke. It's a joke. 
called him out like fanboys. So I was like, come on, man. Golf is going to be more popular, and that's why. And and the PGA Tour is smart to not listen to them. They they know that Barstool is helping to drive uh, popularity in golf. Absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. It's all good. Four plays great. It's no, great. They, they do. They do a great job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, keep it up. And, uh, finally to close it out tonight, we're going to give a, a, a Renaissance man of the week award to a, a big guy. Everybody knows this guy. Uh, Kobe Bro- yeah, sure. I, I kind of gave it away though. Oh, I don't think I heard you. Okay. Go ahead. I want to present it to him. Go ahead. Huh? Kobe Bryant. Uh, we want to present you with the Renaissance man of the week award. Um, because of, I guess you were directing traffic after an accident. An accident, yeah, man. Somebody has to step up. Yeah, and I mean, he's a guardian. He stepped of up. Family. He stepped up, and you know what? I like to think that you and I, we would be the, we would be that guy. A- absolutely, we'd be on someone else's Renaissance Man of the Week. I would like to go on. Uh, could you imagine you and I witnessing an accident? God forbid. I jump on your shoulders, and we just fucking take control of this bitch. We snake arm this thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. We oh, have yeah. That yeah. I wonder who would be the one that goes in. Who would be the, the, the lead arm? I'd have to be the lead arm. <laughs> You'd have to let me be the lead arm. It's fair, but I, I don't know. If I, would you be able to reach that far? Yeah, but, you, yeah, but like... It's not about the reach. It's about the control. You're kind of like the wacky, wavy, inflatable arm whale flailing guy. You got no, to be, ste- very- be steady. And, I, and, and you, you just got to worry about holding me up. That's the most important thing. People have to be able to see me. I, what, what good is a traffic guy if you can't see him? Well, I think you're misunderstanding my lead arm thing. I was saying if we did more of it, instead of you being on my shoulders, I was saying like kind of like a snaking thing where if we were snaking our, you know, if you were like holding on to. No, um, I don't want to do that. That's what I was saying. That's not. No, that's not. That's no, that's no. No, like, like that's the thing to bring someone in. You do like to, you know what I mean? Like a human thing. No, I'd rather be on your shoulders. You'd rather me on your shoulders. Think no, about with, it. No, with you. Think about it. I'm um, all right. So um, next week, let's think about a good. Let, no, let's think I, about. I don't understand why you need to be on my shoulders for a car accident. Let's say like we're going into a, like a semi truck or something. I was making a joke because I'm short, so I wanted people to see me. Got you. Got you. Okay. You know you're tall, but that went over your head. Got you there too. That went over my head too for a second. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, on that note, I, I don't want to tease something because we we don't really live up to teases on this on this show. Just our teasers. But just our teasers. Yeah. But um, we should come up with a good Christmas uh, a good Christmas week special Christmas, episode. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Yeah. Let's let's think about a good you know a, a good show to have and oh. uh, and we'll make it special. I'm okay with that. All right. Maybe we'll look for a Popeye's chicken sandwich. We do need to do that. We do need to do that before the end of the year, I would say. I think that's a good thing. That'll be our Christmas present. Okay. That sounds good. I Um, like that. On that note, listen, um, have a great week. Uh, We're almost there. We've almost made it to Christmas and New Year's. I'm, I'm I'm ready to close out the year strong. And, um... And I, bid you, and, and I bid you a Jew. I bid you a Jew as well. Um, spread the schmear. Everybody have a good week. Love you. See ya. Do we warn the, the listener? You never know what might happen on the pod. I'm, I'll have to, I'll have to uh, edit that out. No problem. Ten seconds in. Hello, Ed. Good. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just going to.